Welcome everybody to Beat the Shift Baseball. This is episode 7 of our fantasy podcast for Thursday, May 31st. I'm Alex Uwe, here today with Ray Estrada. How you doing, man? I am doing good. My fantasy team, not so much, but I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing well. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about today. You know, injuries, Alex Reyes, Justin Bieber, geese, geese everywhere. Geese. The geese are are really cool. I, I really wish that they were the rally animal for a team that was good, but boy, that was entertaining yesterday. That was probably the best thing <laughs> that I've seen this year. Um, for any of you that didn't see it, just look up MLB, goose, tigers, goose, any, any of the above combinations with the word goose will uh, get you a video of a wild goose chase leading to a a wild goose flying into a scoreboard at Tiger Stadium. That was pretty cool. The, the goose is okay, though. Apparently it was released into um, another, like, I, I don't know, where do you put them on? A reservation, a shelter? I don't even know. What? 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 I don't know. If like, I just put it in, like, a, a place for park or something. For, like, injured animals, though. Cause I, I oh, it's I don't, shelter. Yeah, I don't. I don't think Re- it's a rehabilitation I, center. <laughs> he's on. He's on the mend. He's on the the ten day DL. But should, he is called up. But, uh, yeah, Cole due to return is expected to uh, be sent down for the goose. Right, right, right. I think I also heard that. I don't know. Um, yeah, we we should we should probably be talking about the goose more, but we're actually going to move on. I know it's disappointing, but we yeah, do. He's, he's a sleeper pick. Get that goose now. Yeah, but we'll talk about all the other uh, human injuries that happened, as well as some other news. But first, we'll answer some questions that we got, because that is what this is all about. We want you to win your fantasy leagues, and we'll do our best to help you with that. So send us questions for future episodes at BeatTheShiftBP on Twitter or anywhere else. Like we ask on Reddit, you can send us those questions anywhere and everywhere. So let's get to the first question, which is probably also... The top news story today uh, is Alex Reyes worth holding on to. That's from the Rev Merrill. Um, what what do we do with him? He, I am an Alex Reyes owner, and now we I got four innings of Alex Reyes this year after some long-awaited hype, some really great minor league innings, and now he is back on the DL with a lat strain and is due to miss significant time and that's that's the only other word we've gotten from the cardinals on the matter so yeah he's he was very very hyped two days ago and now it's panic mode for everybody what are you doing if you own alex reyes um i'm very nervous if i'm owning alex reyes i am not a fan of the phrase significant lat strain for a starter let alone a guy who just came off tommy john surgery uh, just came back from any type of injury. I mean, it. I don't. I. I don't know. I. I wouldn't feel comfortable owning him. Well, here's the deal. We Alex Reyes owners are a patient bunch. Uh, we've been <laughs> expecting really good things, and with really lackluster pitching around the league overall, you know, aside from maybe a good handful of twenty or so starting pitchers who have really been above average, Alex Reyes was looking like a a candidate to be an elite strikeout guy who could throw a lot of innings for a really good team. And that is very hard to come by at this time. So if this means that we have to wait a month or a month and a half, maybe that's not such a big deal. But, you know, like you said, 
coming off of Tommy John surgery, I would I'm willing to bet you know overcompensating for for something had something to do with you know the the unrelated lat injury. That's normally how these things go, and then you know it's just another thing to to come back from and get you know get reaccustomed to. And some people, it's for some people, it's just not worth the headache. But I will say, considering how abysmal starting pitching has been, um, if you're already at a point where you're streaming the back end of your fantasy rotation, and you know you can spare a DL spot, if you can't spare a DL spot, that's where it gets interesting. If you should just hold him on your bench, because I I would not say he's gonna come back in six weeks. Like that's that's just my estimation based on. The panic. It's so frustrating when teams come out and say, "Oh, he's fine. He we left. He left just as a precaution. His velocity was down." That's exactly what they told the media yesterday. And today, this news breaks. Completely flipped story. Same thing happened with Syndergaard last year. So, you know, we're we're kind of over that whole aspect of it. But Alex Reyes, I think, when he is on the mound, is going to be really good. He was not super sharp in his first start, was missing some spots, but the stuff was there, you know. The slider was good, and he's got all the same stuff that I remember seeing from before his injury. So I'm going to hang on to him if I have a deal spot. That's all I have to say about that. Um, next question, we'll move on here. Um, this is a grade the trade type of question from Action Hero 13 He is wondering if he should trade Noah Syndergaard, Freddie Freeman, and Glaber Torres for Corey Kluber, Jose Abreu, and Estrubal Cabrera. That's a lot of names that I just threw at you. I'll say it one more time. Noah Syndergaard, Freddie Freeman, Glaber Torres. On the other side of that is Corey Kluber, Jose Abreu, Estrubal Cabrera. Um, first reaction is don't do it, but I do want to talk about it because I think it is a lot closer than it looks at first glance, right? Is that kind of how you feel yeah yeah that's my assessment at first i was like oh, i don't think that's the best idea but like wait that's it's a very interesting trade mm-hmm. yeah and at least um the context that he gave us 12 team categories league uh, doesn't appear to be a keeper of any sort um and uh, i mean i think he's in second place right now is another thing to consider so he is right in the thick of it he wants the best team for right now so let's Let's square these up one at a time because, you know, when you're looking at it, the way it's listed, it looks like it's it's Kluber and Syndergaard and Freeman and Abreu that you're kind of matching up there. And then Torres and Cabrera are a little more inconsequential. But when I look at it, I'm looking mostly at Kluber versus Freeman because those are the two centerpieces of this trade, no doubt. Um, and I'm possibly at the point where I trade Freddie Freeman for Corey Kluber, but that is definitely the most interesting part of this trade because Kluber is still in that elite tier, basically of his own. I would, you know, it's it's him, Scherzer, and Sale, per se, right now, and then Kershaw's coming back today. We don't know what he is right now, but Kluber, man, doesn't walk anybody. He's been phenomenal. He stays healthy for the most part. I mean, that's a trade you might have to make, even though Freddie Freeman is pretty definitively the best first baseman out there. Uh, what do you think just Kluber versus Freeman right now? I mean, I think you mentioned it with 
when you're talking about Alex Reyes is that the pitching field is incredibly thin in terms of top tier. So I think if somebody's willing to give you Kluber, I I find that I find that hard to pass up. Uh, I mean, it, Freeman is very good, but there's a lot of quality first baseman out there that are are obviously not going to perform as well as Freeman, but it's hard to turn down Kluber mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, and that's I guess it's worth mentioning that first base has been a really poor position this year overall. It doesn't help that guys like Goldschmidt and Carpenter got off to atrocious starts too but um overall first base actually a lot thinner than you'd think um but i do agree there i think it's kluber over freeman every day for the time being and then syndergaard is interesting he just landed on the dl um with a what was it a finger injury of some sort i don't i don't he he did leave his start early last time out um noah syndergaard is probably still more valuable than Jose Abreu, but I will say it is pretty close. Yeah, it's a strained index finger, I believe. So I I can't expect him to miss all that much time. I you know, I would say still you, you gotta keep Syndergaard over Abreu, um, if you're weighing that portion of it. And then maybe the most interesting part of this is Gleyber Torres and Estrubal Cabrera. Two you know, opposing stories. One of them, the 21-year-old who's really looking like he's putting it together for a really good lineup, hitting out of the nine hole most days. And the other guy has been around a while, Estrubal Cabrera, and he's kind of in that that veteran career renaissance right now with the Mets, hitting in the middle of the lineup. I think he's at 10 homers now, which is not what we expected from him. So who do you like better the rest of the season, Estrubal Cabrera or Gleber Torres? I, I mean, that, that that's a tough call for me because they're both candidates for guys who could all of a sudden start start struggling and for different reasons. Estrubo Cabrera because this is unexpected production from him at this point in time and Gleyber Torres because he is a rookie. Um, considering that this isn't a keeper league, uh, it makes this choice a lot more interesting. Um, so I, I'm, I, I'm not exactly sure... Where where I lean, I think, considering all the other pieces of the trade, I think, I don't think, trading Torres for Cabrera should be a hangup. Mm-hmm. I do think I have, Glaber Torres ranked higher. A lot of that too has to do with injury risk, which was not mentioned. You know, Struble Cabrera, I don't expect to give me a hundred forty-five games overall. I I see more you know, 100, 10, 120 games from him. And, you know, Gleyber, I keep pronouncing his name wrong and it's throwing me off. It's Gleyber Torres. He is here to stay. That's what the Yankees have indicated is that if he's up and he's hitting, he's going to stay. That's his spot right now. So there's not a lot of risk there playing time-wise. It's just like you said, a little more risk for a significant slide. You know, the strikeout rate is is okay but it's it's a little cons- like 24.6 percent strike strikeout rate for Torres right now um you know that's something that could turn around the bat it's a little bit high um but the fact is he's a really good hitter he's not the kind of young player who's trying to hit home runs every time he's out there you know i, I watch him a little bit more because i'm a yankees fan but 
you know, that is the type of complete hitter that looks like he could possibly sustain a 300 batting average, you know, in his, you know, not in his career, but, you know, he's that profile of player. Uh, but, you know, pitchers adjust very quickly at this level, and maybe he might have trouble with that. That's a tough call. I think overall, my my vote for this trade is a no. I think you, you don't take this trade. What, do you agree with that? Um, I certainly understand why I wouldn't have any qualms if you did make this trade. Um, I don't know exactly how... I, I'm not sure exactly what I would do. I mean... I, yeah, it's it's difficult. Either way, kind of works. Um, I was I was gonna say too, uh, Kleber Torres does have both shortstop and second base eligibility as of now, at least on ESPN. I'm not sure about Yahoo, but I think it's Triple Cabrera has uh, most of or all infield except for first base. Yeah. He has one extra, extra position. Actually, but... in, in Yahoo, I think Freddie Freeman has third base eligibility too from last year. Yahoo's a little bit different, but um, yeah. I think Freddie Freeman is getting undervalued in some in some ways. You know, like I wouldn't, you know, I would trade him for Kluber, but it's still close, man. Like Freddie Freeman is a legitimate hitter. I don't see him slowing down his rate of production anytime soon. So I would. You continue on this in this trade route if you can possibly pull off Freeman for Kluber straight up that would be something I would do for sure um, I still think Syndergaard will be back soon and put up elite starting pitching numbers though so don't worry about the DL you know notification next to his name it doesn't seem like an overly concerning injury um, that's that's my final final comments on that trade let's move on here one more question to get to and it's a pretty general question so we'll talk about this for a little bit um it's from uh i i used one i i don't know it's it's a name uh who are good injured players to stash for the playoff push near the end of the season uh and you know we'll kind of talk about other players that are you know on the dl on the mend and could be back in contributing uh, pretty soon or later on this season at the very least so let's start with a couple uh, the more obvious ones a couple nationals to start this list off daniel murphy who you may have forgotten about at this point because i seemingly see no updates from him but he is been he's been playing in some rehab games from what it seems he will be reevaluated yet again he's had multiple setbacks at this point with his knee injury but i, I do still believe once he's back in the middle of the Nationals lineup, he's going to be instantly really valuable, even though second base is a really deep position. You know, he's he's the guy that, you know, maybe you can get cheaper because it's it's been so long since we've seen what Daniel Murphy's been doing, but incredibly valuable player still. And Adam Eaton, same kind of deal. Um, didn't come back this season fully healthy, it seemed. Had some lingering issues and has been cleared for baseball activities yet again, so we'll see him back hopefully pretty soon. Even though even though he's on the 60-day DL right now, um, he is eligible to come back sometime in mid-June if he's ready by then. So that's another guy we should be looking at. AJ Pollock, who was out for a while, is 
going to be on the mend for a while. So he's, he's obviously really good. No worries there. Zach Britton will be back soon uh, from a, an Achilles injury, non, non-arm related injury. So I expect him to be good when he's back. And it shouldn't be too much longer. I do believe he's on a rehab assignment now. And Will Myers, same type of deal. Will Myers, we'll, let's slow down here for a little bit because Will Myers is a more interesting player, not because of you know when he's returning from injury, but even when he is on the field healthy as a first baseman, or I, I think he will also be an outfielder this year, so he'll have eligibility at both. What is his value right now? Because he's not on a good team. He's been mediocre even in some of the previous years when he was healthy. Um, but I, I still believe that he has the capability of being a top 10 first baseman, especially considering how bad first base has been this year. Do you like Will Myers as a stash? Um, I could see him being a, a stash. I I don't know. This is probably personal bias, but... Um... He's uh, not a good average guy. He's a decent on, decent on base, decent slugging. OPS is last two full seasons has been in the 790s. So he's he's a decent player. I I wouldn't. Uh, I think another guy is that if you have a DL spot to spare, I think it's fine. But I don't know about uh, a bench stash if you don't have a DL spot. I don't see that's I don't I don't agree with you there because the last two seasons with the Padres he he has been essentially a 30 homer 20 steal guy almost a 30 30 guy in 2016 and then 30 homers 20 stolen bases last year and that's that's a lot to like right there you know the batting average isn't great he's not the Will Meyer rookie caliber player that we all thought we were gonna see those are some really valuable numbers from you know, from a position that that could use that, you know, I I think I'd still probably rather that's close. Would you rather have him or Jesus Agu- Aguilar at this point? Mm, that is very close. I don't have an answer for you. Okay, how about him or Mitch Moreland? I'd rather have Mitch Moreland, knowing he's gonna play every day now, and I I I mean, Mitch Moreland, his biggest hangup. Uh, start the year was that he wasn't going to play but the fact that he's mm. hitting and now he's playing every day I think he's more valuable mm. I think I'd still take Myers at this point just for the upside um, let's move along here Yadier Molina is going to resume or he's going to get on a rehab assignment which is really good news his injury was extremely unfortunate that one don't like to think about but um, hopefully he he's back to being the same Yachty that we were seeing the first month of the season, which is really good. Uh, same goes for Eric Thames, who is recovering from a thumb injury. He is going to be getting back into things soon. I think he's been swinging a bat. Um, and he was really good that first month of the season, so hopefully no lingering effects there. And it will definitely shake up the Brewers' position player share shared playing time a little bit more so that's something to keep an eye on and probably elvis andrews is probably the best stash right now if he's not already owned he's he's a guy who's probably owned so that's you know a guy who has always been really valuable and average and stolen base and then added the power last year he, he looks extremely legit so 
these are all really good players. I don't know if I have any, you know, deeper league suggestions for who to stash on the DL right now. Uh, one guy that comes to mind is Shelby Miller, who is going to be back soon, and he's per- definitely going to pitch considering the Diamondbacks rotation is really thin right now. So maybe worth taking a look at there. Um, and then also guys like Jimmy Nelson, who's coming back uh, later this year, but again, doesn't look like, um, you know, there's concerns about him returning to his form. So that's another another guy you could potentially look at. Uh, let's talk about a few players who are not injured very quickly here. Um, and for, for various reasons, are potential stashes. So Hanley Ramirez, who's DFA'd last week, uh, is, you know, being dropped like crazy. But is he worth a pickup in... In deeper leagues, is he going to sign somewhere relatively soon, do you think? I think, yeah, I mean, I think he should get signed. He's not, he hasn't been terrible this year. Um, only bad around 250, but, I mean, he's a guy, he's got some pop in his bat. I think he can find a place, um, maybe not necessarily playing every day, which would be a concern, but uh, I definitely I definitely keep an eye on Hanley. I don't think you need to pick him up and stash him, because I don't think anybody's well, that, uh, trying. Well, that's what you'd have to do. <laughs> That's what it would take to have him. Yeah, but I mean, you just I'm keep just, an eye on him on the waiver wire. Yeah, because I don't think I don't think he's a huge stash. I, I think you can stash him if you want, but um, I think until you better know what the market might be for Hanley, then all right. Uh, yeah, I'm just it but might I be think, it might be a little too little too late if you see that he signs with Colorado and then all of a sudden he's the hottest commodity out there. So something to keep in mind too. Um, Jung Ho Gung is the next guy who is coming back from, I don't even know how, how you describe his situation. Um, <laughs> he's back in the United States now, I can say that much, and he is going to start a minor league assignment. So is he somebody you're looking at? My first reaction is no. Because yeah, my first reaction. Playing well. Why would, they, why would they change things right now? I know, I know Jordy Mercer is their shortstop still, but... Um, you know, I don't. I don't think the Pirates are in a rush to uh, shake things up. Uh, how about Robinson Cano, who is on the eighty-game suspension list right now? I mean, as as much as kind of soured on him with the whole situation surrounding his suspension, he remember he is also hurt. At, um, well, he's not going to be hurt when he comes off of his suspension. <laughs> no, but the DL. Um, uh, the L games will count towards his suspension, so I think, uh, I I assume he'll be DL DL eligible on um, in in no he's not mostly, he's, he's, not. he's not. That's ah, different. That's unfortunate. Just I would stash yeah, well, I would stash Cano in yeah. anything deeper than a standard twelve team, even maybe in a standard twelve team depends. Second base is a really deep position. You might not. Yeah, be, but um, anything deeper for sure, stash him. Uh, Roberto Usuna, who also uh, unpleasant situation surrounding his um, uh, suspension in the short term, but it might be long term. I don't think I want to own him just because it's so variable, like you know, with the case with his trial yeah. or all of the the legal matters surrounding that. So there's uncertainty that he'll be. I back. I I don't think if he's 
free agent or on the waiver wire in your league, I don't think you pick him up. But if say you have him, you haven't yet dropped him, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily rush to to do that. You hope that they resolve or come to a conclusion quickly on what his status will officially be. But um, uh, I don't think you necessarily have to just get rid of him. If but don't pick him up if you don't have him. Yeah. So hopefully that that's gonna be the end of the that question answering segment hopefully we answered them uh, well enough for you if you have other questions again at beat the shift bp send them there so we'll go ahead and go a little more rapid fire through the news in just a moment here but first let's go ahead and do a little quick segment that i like to call standouts and sit-ins which are you know of course the players who are standing out and those who are not. So, Ray, why don't you go ahead and give me a pitcher and a hitter who are standing out this week. Yeah, so these are both Dodgers. The Dodgers um, are on the comeback trail uh, from a very disappointing start. Uh, Ross Stripling has been fantastic in the rotation for the Dodgers so far. Um, He had... Set, uh, seven innings yesterday, Wednesday, against the Phillies, giving up one home run in the seventh and a, and a win. Uh, he, I think he had a six and two-thirds shutout uh, his, last, his last start before that. Um, 1.74 ERA on the year. Um, I, Joe Davis, the Dodgers announcer, tweeted out that um, that would rank fourth among pitchers, minimum of 40 innings so far this year. So Ross Tripling has been fantastic. Uh, for the Dodgers so far and the other Dodger is Max Muncy um, a guy that I didn't even know about until he came up and played um, he's been hitting as of late uh, or sorry not Max Muncy I'm, ta- I'm going to talk about Matt Kemp Max Muncy is also very good though well okay <laughs> I forgot that I changed Max Muncy is also very good Make it but, um, right now Matt Kemp is hitting ridiculous with runners in scoring position. He had four RBIs last night. Um, as of last Thursday, he was 471 with runners in scoring position, and he's been a lot better. He's also continued that trend. So Matt Kemp, um, everybody said, well, he came over. Dodgers probably going to trade him someplace else. And then he lost 50 pounds, and then he had a good spring training, and now he's been pretty solid all year. So Matt Kemp... Uh, has been very good, especially in the last week. Yeah, all right. I mean, Matt Kemp kind of bores me in in many ways too, though. Um, I don't. Do you like? Do you think he's gonna finish the year with thirty homers and hit two eighty? I mean, he certainly could. I don't. I don't think he will. But I mean, he's not gonna. I don't. I don't know. He he could definitely have a solid year where he. I mean, he's hitting three forty five on the year so far. 926 OPS. Uh, he's hitting 417 in the last two weeks. Um, I think he's a uh, he's a very solid player right now. We could definitely continue. All right, all right. I'll I'll buy it. I'll buy it. So my standouts are Juan Soto, who was making all the buzz when he was called up and really hasn't disappointed. I already have him in my top 30 outfielders. I'll probably have him in my top 20 outfielders in a week's time. I would imagine because he's that good. Um, he only has one homer, one stolen base so far, which is lackluster, you know, considering. But he did lead off the other day for the first time ever. 
um, is walking almost as much as he's striking out. And, you know, those are really impressive ratios for a youngster like that, 13% walk rate to a 16% strikeout rate. Hard contact percentage is up at 54% right now, which is unbelievable. He's hitting line drives at a 30% clip. He's he's just hitting the ball. He's not overthinking it. He's not trying to hit homers every time he's up there. He's a really athletic kid. Uh, he had a heck of a game against Baltimore the other day. He's going to play even when Adam Eaton's back, even when these other guys are filling out the rest of that lineup, all the returning veteran types. He belongs out in the field, and he's he's really made a name for himself in the short time he's he's been up. So, you know, 375 average, probably not going to stick, but I do think he is already warranted being around a top 20, 25 outfielder to this point. And then also uh, for my standout pitcher, how about Daniel Mengden, who is very close to completing yet another yet another shutout at home against the Rays in the day game today, but did not quite finish that one off. Ended up giving up a couple runs in the ninth inning, but nonetheless, eight really good innings against the Rays is virtually non-existent in terms of strikeout rate, but also doesn't walk anybody. And you know he's been getting the job done. Uh, his ERA is below 3 right now, and his FIP not all that much higher, uh, which is kind of surprising. Normally, you look at pitchers like that that don't strike out a lot of batters, and he's like, he's, he's going to regress any time now. Uh, no, not the case either. I don't I don't even know how he's doing it. it. He's in the right ballpark. He's just in the right place, and he's, he's working efficiently right now. Uh, it could fall apart, and, you know, considering the results are not that of you know, a normal top 20 starter, it's less assuring, but he certainly stood out recently. I, I probably wouldn't go and pick him up or anything, but um, definitely a standout guy for deeper leagues because he's not really owned anywhere, but he probably should be. Um, who are your sit-ins? Who has been concerning? So my sit-in pitcher, I'm going to go with another guy in the A's rotation, Sean Manaya, the no-hitter thrower of... 2018 that that was terrible but so he throws a no hitter april 21st april 27th he throws a seven hit or seven throws seven shutout innings um well not shutout innings he didn't he didn't give up an earned run in that in that start he gave one run um and in in may is six starts since he has not given up less than three runs in a single start and has not struck out more than five batters and a start um, since those two fantastic starts and even the one before was also very good. Um, so Shamanaya, everybody's darling when he threw that no-hitter against the uh, scorching Red Sox at the time and now not doing too hot. And as far as my sit-in hitter, um, Adam Duvall of the Reds uh, just is not is just playing not hitting. Um, I, I know he's not s- super duper owned in a lot of teams, but in a lot of leagues. But I think people expected him to at least be. I get. I guess he would call it kind of a, a Chris Davis type, a guy who probably not going to get you a lot of average, but will consistently get you some RBIs and home runs and, and on base. Ho- Ten homers, thirty-two RBI. I guess. Yeah, not, that's all. Not bad. He had a grand slam not the bad. other day. Ah. Um, 
but I mean, it's not it's not Adam Duvall of years past. No, he's hitting one eighty one. Obviously, he's, he's yeah one eighty one. He's struggling. One OPS. He's struggling. Only two seventy on base. Um, yeah, I mean, outside of those counting numbers, mm-hmm. you want more out of uh, out of Adam Duvall. Yeah, outside my top fifty outfielders, I would say um, my sit-ins are Gregory Gregory Polanco, who has really fallen off after a really good April, and with Austin Meadows making waves. He does not look like he's going to play every day. Austin Meadows is going to take plenty of playing time away from Polanco, especially against lefties. So I got to I got to downgrade him. He's probably you know around the top forty range of outfielders still, but um, that's down considerably from where we had him earlier. And then Fernando Romero, uh, Twins starting pitcher, uh, had a really pleasantly surprising few starts coming off of his debut and now it seems that the wheels are falling off give up eight runs to the royals that can't happen uh did look like a promising strikeout pitcher walks were concerning and it does look like the wheels are falling off there's pitchers like this every year guys who weren't top prospects who make some waves but then kind of fall back to earth and fall back pretty hard so don't don't feel bad about cutting ties with him it's time all right, so we have been going pretty long, actually. We're probably going to wrap things up, but I'll go through a little bit of the news very quickly in as, probably as quick a rapid-fire way as I can. So Alex Colomay and Denard Span been traded to the Mariners. So Jose Alvarado looking good as the Rays' closer, most likely. They like to mix it up there, though. And Colomay not getting saves anymore. I would drop him if that's a category that you need. Uh, Shane Bieber getting called up by the Indians, and he has been absolutely dealing in the minors. I'm sure you've heard all the stats. He's only walked like three batters in 60 innings, yada yada, 60 Ks. Um, this dude is really getting the job done without walking batters in the minor leagues. That's always reassuring. So we'll see if he sticks in that fifth spot for an already really good Cleveland rotation. Um, returning from the disabled list in Either today or in the very near future, Kershaw is back. Bumgarner will be back Tuesday. Carlos Martinez, the same. D. Gordon and Chris Davis, Adrian Beltre are back in the lineups today. Uh, Mark Melanson could be back Friday. Probably not going to close, though. D.J. LeMayhew is coming back. Rysel Iglesias is coming back. And Miguel Cabrera, who is vowed to only play while healthy, is coming back Friday. So hopefully we see the same results that we saw in April from him. Uh, in hitting the DL recently, Noah Syndergaard, Reese Hoskins, with a broken jaw, that a fractured jaw of some sort, after fouling a ball off of his face. That is not what you want. Uh, Ronald Acuna, after a very scary injury, uh, appears to only need to miss uh, about a week or two, which is surprising. It looked really bad when that happened. Uh, Byron Buxton, back on the DL, same toe injury. Kenta Maeda is on the DL. I think is due back around the all-star break. Uh, Jeff Samarja, same kind of deal. Brian McCann's on the DL, as well as Adam Ottavino and Andrew Miller, Miller's second stint of the year. So that is going to do it for our podcast today. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Hopefully we were helpful. Uh, once again, at BeatTheShiftBP is where you can send us questions. And I also recommend that you check out our website, BeatTheShiftBaseball.com, and check out the Fantasy tab for all our all our stuff. So that is it for today. 
as always, Ray. Peace.